the Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. And each week on the Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Jimmy Martin. So welcome on to the show, Jimmy. Hey, thanks, James. I'm happy to be, happy to be here. So before we delve into today's episode, Jimmy, uh, can you kind of give a brief overview of who you are and, and kind of the, the business you run for, for the people that don't know of you? Because obviously we connected through Instagram and I know a little bit more than the listeners. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, uh, so my name is uh, Jimmy Martin. I'm the co-founder of Burn, which is the world's first and only cool temperature fitness experience. So we are based here in New York City in the, what's called the Fitness District, which is Flatiron Chelsea on uh, 107 West 20th Street. Uh, and we, we basically have a, a group exercise experience where people can work out in temperatures anywhere from 45 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, doing a variety of different uh, modalities. Uh, we have three class offerings, which is Flow, which is our yoga-inspired strength and mobility series that we do in 60 degrees Fahrenheit. We have a slide class, which is a core and cardio slide board series that we do in uh, 55 degrees. And then we have a, a class called HIT, which is our high-intensity training series that we do uh, dumbbell and battle rope circuit training in 45 degrees Fahrenheit. And the whole philosophy behind it is that as it pertains to calorie expenditure in terms of performance, um, that when you turn the thermostat down, there are a lot more results. And we're happy that we're the first people in the world to start this conversation. And for obviously, for, for those that uh, are not, um, how would I put this? familiar with Fahrenheit I've I've just googled it so so I know so Jimmy's talking about between f- four and five degrees Celsius so I, I thought it was actually going to be a lot lower than that in terms of um, training in terms because what you associate more around sports performance and recovery is totally yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, first, first and foremost, it's 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 it was hard enough to to pitch this over three hundred times to investors, you know, to, to to sell them on what we consider fall temperatures. Uh, it was hard enough to have them, you know, pun intended, warm up to this idea of of uh, creating a brand alongside us. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of research that has been done um, about about performance and and temperature and and the relationship between. That those two, uh, specifically between the, ten, the, the you know between 40 and 64 degrees Fahrenheit, which is considered which is called mild cold stress. Um, so you know runners know this, cyclists know this. Um, you know there's there was a study done <clears throat> that we have on our our page called Cold Hard Facts, which um, just took all the different t- marathon times uh, from you know from various uh, you know competitions throughout throughout the country, and they found them that the best performance. For those um, the the marathon times happens in the in the uh, in around 41 degrees Fahrenheit. So you know if you see runners who are outside in the winter time with shorts on or even cyclists, uh, it's because you know they they realize that they can do more when when heat doesn't get in the way of performance. And um, you know again I was a, a former 
collegiate division one wrestler. And I, I can tell you that nobody hates the heat more than I do. <laughs> but why is that? Because obviously most people from an exercise point of view would be knowledgeable of Bikram yoga and which we discussed off air is I would mm-hmm. say conducive of relaxation and, and flexibility. Totally. Yeah. I think I was just tired of getting skin diseases all the time. Uh, you know, ringworm, epintigo, uh, molluscum, all that stuff. But, uh, but no, I mean, look, I, I I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of, of, you know, working out in extreme temperatures from hot to cold. Um, I just found that in terms of an experience that I'm paying for, um, you know, I, I think people, people want to enjoy the workout. I mean, I think working out is associated with pain for a lot of people. They're like, Oh, I got to work out today, especially the person that's trying to reshape their goals. Um, and you know, as this, this is the last day of the, we're, you know, I'm we're approaching 2019. So I'm excited to be talking to you now. But, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that I found that me personally, I was like looking towards the end of the workout in the very beginning, you know, like just, this, this false perception of comfort, um, you know, the idea of my body having to work so hard to, 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 you know, to dump heat, to stay at 98.6. I just, you know, there was nothing fun about putting a rubber suit on and, and trying to cut weight. So, so obviously I had a very, you know, very unique experience with, with what I did and I'm very grateful for it. But, you know, when it came to just running outside or, you know, during the fall and winter times, I just, I just in, enjoy it more. There's, there's something interesting about, cooler temperatures as compared to heat where I found that cooler temperatures encourage movement while, you know, heat discourages movement, um, you know, and, and that really fascinated me. And, and especially when I conceived of this idea in 2013, um, it, it just made even more sense. I think that's a great example that you talk about, Jimmy, because oh, I think you, you, you talk about obviously the cold for you is a form of uh, escapism, how I, how I hear it. And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, when you were doing your wrestling, you, you aren't living in the moment and you're not enjoying it as much. Mm-hmm. You try to kind of wish for the future to arrive, which is to a certain extent, <laughs> you can look at it both in a positive and a negative way, depending on you, how you perceive it. Totally. And look, I, I, I think that heat has its place for sure. You know, I, as someone who does hot yoga or Bikram yoga, um, you know, there's something nice about being a little more hyper elastic to like hold postures, uh, a little bit, you know, to, to pull, just to hold them in heat. Um, you know, the, the truth is, is like if, when you're moving around, like when, when there's like more impact involved, when, when you're doing a little bit more anaerobic movement, when it is hotter out, it, it, it is it is a lot more challenging. And I do find that in a cooler environment, I'm more in the moment. Um, my body can go work harder for longer. And there's something beautiful about that, like being able to do, a, you know, a lot more burpees in a cooler environment than I would in a hot one. And, and it's not to say that I, you know, that, that, that doing it in a cool temperature environment is avoiding a hard, you know, a more challenging experience. It's, it's challenging in its own way because, for me to be able to sweat in 45 to 60 degrees, uh, I know that I've achieved something because I'm warm. My body's having to work harder to stay warm. And so, so if once I, if I'm, you know, increasing my, my body temperature to a point where I'm, I'm sweating and I'm dumping heat, then that, that to me is like the icing on the cake, you know? Um, but we've been saying at burn, 
you know, treat heat like dessert, not the main course. You know, we're overfed heat. We're, over, we're just overfed in general. Um, and heat has its place. But for us, we, we celebrate heat in our communal infrared sauna at our studio. And we earn our heat in our fridge. I think that's a definitely good example that you, you mentioned because I think because we don't associate well you generally associate from my experience as cold is bad obviously for you that's not the case because we talked about you grew up in Pennsylvania so you're more accustomed to uh, those extremes than obviously I am I'm used to probably being growing up in Belgium but and living in the UK as well it's more of a mild to wet winter whereas you're used to to a certain extent snow and the, the the colder climate so I think it comes down to a perspective and a negative perception of what cold is I think is where we probably need to kind of deviate from and obviously most people are going to be towards the 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 other end of the spectrum and obviously get a sense of uh, satisfaction and enjoyment going to hotter climates because of being around the sun. But I think from a performance standpoint, you don't generally see very good performances. And, and I think and I'll get your opinion on this one in terms of obviously the World Cup going to Qatar in as we're talking two years. That mm-hmm. one is just absolute lunacy and kind of uh, what possesses you to even what uh, they've talked about even doing it in the winter but thinking well it's a a country that is that hot even in the winter it's not conducive of performance okay they were doing that for the betterment of the athletes but then what about the spectators they've got to still get from their hotels to the venues and have to deal with that kind of climate so I think to kind of come to my point Jimmy I think the body in itself has to regulate itself by sweating so you're not going to probably get and I'll get your opinion on this you're not going to from a performance perspective be able to get to the workload that per se you might be able to at colder climates because your body's going to reach to a certain temperature and then shut down so it doesn't uh in a sense come to um like dangerous levels where it's likely you, you you're going to probably pass out anyway but you you you're going to get dangerous levels where you actually put your health at risk so it's going to get to a certain point and say no well that's enough james we're going to shut everything down we're going to shut your brain down so we we stay in survival mode whereas that possibly wouldn't be the case at lower temperatures because it's not having to reach those extremes as quickly and then you thus can probably perform that a little bit further totally uh yeah i mean and you definitely covered a lot so like just to go back i definitely think there needs to be uh you know some the way that we position our brand um is very unique because we are trying to get people to understand that that cooler temperature should be treated like an ally not an enemy and i think the impulse to have this hands distance relationship to cool we could define as cool because to us cool is is fall temperatures it's it's that that 40 to 64 degrees cold that we define as like 32 degrees fahrenheit and below you know so that the freezing point right zero degrees celsius um but 
we've been trying to survive it for millennia. You know, we, we, winter has been a viable threat. You know, it's, it's a time of scarcity. Um, so like instinctually, like physiologically, we're programmed to be on guard. Right. Um, but we celebrate heat and excess. And, and personally, I, I think that we, as, as, you know, as, you know, human beings in, in the time that we live in today, physiologically are not healthier because of because of living in a constant state of comfort so so we're trying to nudge people to to think the opposite and to almost you know be the surgeon generals of this moment where where we're like hey remember the time we when we used to smoke on airplanes or smoke in hospitals and we thought that was fine well guess what like we're calling bullshit on this this ambient and hot movement where we should be exercising in those temperatures we're like no get do more with less but but to your point about, um, or your question about the, about heat production and exercise, I mean, look, the, the truth is, and the science points to that the body produces a ton of heat during exercise. In fact, uh, the U.S. Army's Division of Environmental Sciences in Native Massachusetts, they actually recognize a significant deficit in physical performance of, um, of military personnel when they were faced with ambient and hyperthermic or hot uh, environments versus cooler and cold environments. Um, they actually found that like vigorous exercise can increase heat production like significantly within the body, um, you know, raising the core temperature to dangerous levels of, of of as high as 103 degrees Fahrenheit and higher. So, you know, so during exercise, you know, there's competing metabolic and thermoregulatory demands, um, which make it difficult to maintain an adequate cardiac uh, cardiac output. Um, uh, to, you know, it also knows like, you know, key stress, which may reduce a person's ability to achieve maximal metabolic rates during exercise, you know, to your point. So, so short story long, you know, dropping the temperature provides, you know, in, in our opinion, a better workout experience. And, you know, we have a, a bunch of different key studies uh, on our site under cold hard facts that, 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 um, you know, speak to that. But, you know, People, what we found, especially here in New York City, you know, people are looking for the next thing, right? There's, there's so much more of the same. And when we were developing this concept, which I'm, I'm excited to talk about the origin story of how this all began, um, we wanted to have something that what didn't feel just like another branch on this really saturated, you know, tall tree, uh, this billion-dollar tree known as like the, you know, the fitness industry. We wanted to be, we wanted to supplant our, you know, our roots into a very fertile, fertile soil and, and, and be, and to be the first to like, you know, become this redwood in this very crowded forest that offers an, you know, an inimitable experience that that's unlike anything out there. And um, what we've learned in these last seven months of being open is that people, people really do enjoy the experience. You know, we say, don't knock it till you try People walk in with like hoodies thinking that, you know, oh, this is freezing. And then it feels like a strip club the first five minutes of class because it's like, oh, I actually don't need as much as I do. And then when they sweat in this anywhere from 45 to 60, they're, they're like, they're shocked, you know? And I think above anything, it's, it's, it's important to, to, to be a part of new experiences. We, we do so much stuff that's, that's, that, that feels similar, right? This is a, there's a there's a term called vuja day, which is actually the opposite of deja vu. Adam Grant, who wrote um, the book Originals, talks about vuja day, which is experiencing something that you've been around before, but it feels like the first time. And I think that it's important for us to get those first time moments in because we're we're so accustomed to to routine. So to shock your body, your mind, and a completely new experience, and to have 
cooler temperatures be the norm, I think is 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 a one step in in the right direction. And I think, well, I'll use myself as the example now, Jimmy. I think even I had that misconception before we've come on to actually speak about it that you you you've got those predetermined uh, misillusions. Mm-hmm. kind of ideologies that well okay Bikram yoga is very very hot cryotherapy mm-hmm. is very very cold so your mm-hmm. your new method of with a cream filling in the middle <laughs> yeah true. and I think yeah. that I can see the 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 rationale on kind of the similarities with what you talk about when I actually rode because we will in the autumn and the winter time I'm also talking mm-hmm. about 10 years ago as well, but sure, sure. we'll wear more layers. But as you progress through the training session, you will take those off because you're right. uh, getting warmer uh, under those conditions. So I think, and that's an out, that's not a manipulated environment like you, you talk about being inside of a building. That's very much outdoors. So it will, it, the, the temperature variation mm-hmm. is going to de- de- be determined day by day. So I think the likelihood of you having to wear more layers, you, you're going to do it very much depending on totally. how cold it is. And obviously the other factors of it, is it raining and, and things like that? Or is it very, very windy? So to, to kind of keep yourself warm, mm-hmm. once you get up to an ambient temperature, mm-hmm. you're going to strip up as you, as you say, whereas that's probably a, an outlier a little bit compared to the, the analogy that you use with in terms of, going into your facility for sure um there's a and 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 your your background as as a as a member of crew um really hits home and i'll talk about that in a minute um because there's a lot of similar experiences that i've that i'd like to to share with about that but i mean most importantly but just as since you mentioned hot you know bikram yoga and then cryotherapy and how we're sort of in the middle um you know the way that we see cryo is very much like you know, we, the metaphor that we use is cryo is like a triple shot of espresso or like a cup of coffee. It's just the concentration of cold. And, and in terms of, you know, recovery and, you know, there's a lot of research being done about, you know, the anti-inflammatory, you know, benefits of cryotherapy and, and how, and how like, you know, <laughs> feeling like a popsicle for three minutes, how, how it really does reinvigorate you on such a, you know, such, such a, you know, uh, like cellular level. Right. Um, it's, it, you know, I do it. One of our investors um, owns a crowd therapy chain in, in New York city. Um, you know, it's sort of like the optimized version of the, of, of the cold, you know, the sort of the, the, uh, the, the, the bath, right. You know, I, as an athlete, you, you go in a cold soak and help with, with recovery. Um, but, you know, my, my point is, is that this was all based off of like personal experience, right? This was the, the, the burn brand was born out of curiosity and born out of, you know, of 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 having experienced both ends of the spectrum and i trained a client in, in 2013 so my background briefly i came to new york i was a writer and performer um in the in dc moved up to new york after i graduated from george mason university in 2007 um i got to do a lot of work as a performer um most specifically got to be on saturday night live and was a background performer there for, for a few years, got to write and perform in, in commercials. Um, I worked briefly as a copywriter, uh, freelance, got to do a lot of really big work with a lot of big clients. 
Um, uh, I was a nude art model briefly, which my parents weren't too proud of, but you know, I did a lot of different things that helped shape obviously what, you know, what, what Burm has become, but it wasn't until 2013 where I was working as a private trainer. Um, I was, I trained a client who, um, was a former Harvard professor. She was living in New York city and it was the summer of 2013 and she was, it was so hot. It was hotter inside the studio than it was outside. And she's just like, I can't work out today. And I'm like, look, I get it. You know, I, she, she knew I was a wrestler. She knew I kind of was used to that type of heat, but we had a really nice, you know, pun intended, warm conversation that day. And she was just talking about when she was in Boston, how she lost more weight, how she exercised better and how she just felt better during the fall winter months. And in comedy, they tell you to follow the unusual thing and heighten it. So that like really stuck with me because I thought, okay, people come to the gym to lose weight, to, to, to exercise better and to improve their, you know, their well-being, right? Mm-hmm. So I went home that night and I just out of curiosity Googled cold gyms, cool workout studios, just to see if there was anything like it. And after hours of just like trying, because I'm pretty good at finding things on Google, after like hours of not finding anything, I realized, oh my gosh, I think I'm onto something. And then the research started popping up about how you burn more calories in cooler temperatures than ambient or hot. And then this thing called brown adipose tissue and how that like is the type of fat in our body that helps keep us warm and how it uses white fat, which is the fat that we wish away at the beginning of every new year, like uses that as fuel to help stay warm. And then I found out the stuff about the arm, you know, the, 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 the studies at, at the army and how, you know, in, in, the performance was improved by cooler temperatures and, and the cycling times, the marathon times, and, and most importantly, like how you can acclimate better to colder temperatures if you're, you know, if you're um, around cooler temperatures more often. And then this guy named Ray Cronice, who was the former NASA scientist who kind of started the conversation about, you know, mob coal stress and his experiences with losing weight um, in the cold and how he was in Tim Ferriss's book called the full hour body and all this stuff. So like all this stuff started coming in. And then I just, the pun, the bur, burn came, came about because we spell it B triple R N B R R R N. Um, you know, burr obviously as the indication of cool, cool, you know, feeling cooler and then burn as in burning more calories. And so that became the pun. And we used the snowflake, um, for one of two reasons, the snowflake is a, is a symbol of our brand, not because we're super sensitive, uh, but because it's the universal symbol of cold. And it's also the universal symbol of, of being unique and one of a kind because, you know, there, there are no, every snowflake is, is unique in and of itself. So, so that was important. So this was born there. And then after a couple months of developing this, um, my, my wife was diagnosed with cancer and everything just stopped. And she fought her, you know, fought, fought this disease for, for seven months through chemotherapy, told that she was cancer free, only to be told that she had four weeks to live. And unfortunately, uh, in May, May 12th of 2014, she had passed away. And I was, she was 29 and I was also 29 at the time. And then everything stopped. Um, I didn't know where to go. You know, I, I was doing work in comedy. I, you know, we were told everything was going to be fine. It wasn't. And I really had to reassess who I, who I was at that moment. And um, as I was going through all the things that a widower goes through after losing somebody, um, I saw that burn folder on my computer. And something just like really stood out to me about, you know, what, what health and wellness meant to me at that moment and what I had gone through being a caregiver for, for months and seeing someone who was a former Division One rower 
which was with my wife. She was like a, she was a brick shit house, a five foot eight, you know, buck 85, like person who could literally, who was physically and emotionally stronger than me to see her go. Um, and to see how strong she was even in her, the last days of her life made me realize about this, this thing about persevering and, and meeting a challenge head on and, and what you find outside your comfort zone, right? And, the, and how bliss is often on the other side of pain. And I just felt like that was my new call to action. You know, that was, that was as the hero's journey, that was my inciting incident to, to, to begin this adventure. And I told myself, I'm going to, I'm going to start burn and I'm going to make it a reality. And so I came back to New York city in July of 2014. And I had, you know, befriended this guy named Johnny Adamick, who was a former public health official under former, uh, uh, former, uh, 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 Michael Bloomberg. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. I'm just getting a little emotional talking about the story, but, um, Michael Bloomberg, on his obesity task force. And there was just something about Johnny that really, that really stuck with me. His, his passion for life, his, his curiosity, the fact that he was a skeptic and a former, um, you know, daily beast correspondent. He, he was the health and wellness critic for the daily beast, which is a, a publication here. Um, it's in New York, based in New York. Um, and I just felt he was the other half of this, you know, I know I knew that I had the story about, about what I had gone through, the how you know, thinking of this idea, you know, having been a private trainer for for over ten years, I know I can I could program this stuff. I just didn't know how to articulate the science and to really make it a reality. And he was the guy, like something was just drawn me to him. And he was a former, you know, he's a Wisconsin Badger. He was Bucky the Badger at University of Wisconsin, and he, uh, you know, he just this guy had so much light coming out of him, and I just felt like something was connecting me to him. So I told him about this idea that I had. We met at a coffee shop. He was super skeptical. He said, let me, let me get back to you. And then the next day he wrote this caps lock email saying, Oh my God, we gotta, we gotta do this thing. And so, you know, we did a, our first trial in a beer fridge in Brooklyn. We did our second trial in my, my hometown in Pennsylvania, uh, in an ice factory that my, that's a friend of my family uh, owns. And, you know, we created a little trailer, a little video of, of our experiences there. And we brought on a third partner who was a former client of mine to sort of be our, our suit. He was a former former investment banker who who had knew the, the real estate game. And and we were able to convince, after 300 pitches, a few people to, you know, we were able to raise over a million dollars to make this thing a reality. And we got a lease in 2017. And we officially opened May 1st of, of 2018. So it's been, it's been over five years in the making, but you know, anybody who's thinking about doing something and I know I'm, I'm on my little soapbox ranting right now, but just to sort of close my point, uh, anything worth having is hard. And you know, there was a lot of moments where both Johnny and I wanted to give up and we thought this was way bigger than us, which is, which it was, but it's who we surrounded ourselves with during those tough times that really helped make us make this a reality. And um, if anything, the cold is sort of a metaphor for a challenge, right? And I want people to, if anything, if we do anything, is to have people sort of embrace that, embrace the challenge, and and to know that by being one with it, you know, sort of instead of swimming against the current, like going with it, um, I think that things are things in your life will be a lot better. Um, personally and professionally 
and I'm just super grateful for for not just the, the pleasure, but for the pain, you know, because without the pain, burn wouldn't have become anything. And Jimmy, I'm very, very humble and, and very, uh, how would I put this, uh, grateful for you to be so vulnerable to yourself and being so forthcoming and being so transparent as how, how it's kind of transpired from get you from, in a sense, from point A to point B and where you are now with the business. So my next question yeah. is in terms of, obviously, a normal gym environment has got their air conditioning on. Which is mm-hmm. which is actually an easier situation, a, a more productive of performance? Would it be the gym environment with the air conditioning or, or yours? Uh, look, I think if people are going to the gym, uh, or at least they're they're attempting to exercise, that that's obviously an ideal environment versus not doing it, right? But if people are looking for a a, a boutique experience where you exercise with 30 people where you can shut your brain off for 50 minutes uh, and be in a patent pending refriger- refrigerated space um, doing functional movements that you would normally do in three hundred, you know, three different studios, but under one roof with really cool people who focus, who are focused on progress, not perfection, who don't view living better as a popularity contest and who are only cool because the thermostat says so then burns for you. My penultimate question to you then, Jimmy, is in your opinion, how can people either challenge or change their perception of their mindset and strive to become 1% better? How can people, so say it one more time, I, I had, you had broke, broken up on my end, so say it one more time, I apologize. How, how can, in your opinion, people challenge or either change their perception of their mindset and strive to become 1% better each day? I think the first step is just accepting the challenge, you know, accepting, accepting who you are at that moment, you know, um, and, and just trying one, one thing different, like just, just changing one thing, whether it's going to bed one hour earlier, whether it's, um, you know, working, working out with just, you know, one minute longer. I think people, I think the first step is accepting the challenge um, because anybody, anybody can talk a big game like, Oh, I'm going to be doing this this year. I can, I can be, I want to, I want to get this much more money. I want to, I want to look this much, be- I want to feel this much better. I want to look, I want to look this certain way. But if we don't admit, you know, I, I think we need, we need to just take a step back and we need to just admit what we're not. And, and to know that you got you got to jump into the deep end. You know, I think this like, this, this uh, this idea of of um, you know, I think a slow gradual pro uh, slow and gradual uh, process towards optimization is is key. Um, things don't happen overnight, and if you if you after accepting that challenge of 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 trying to optimize your human experience, um, if you if you really it, once you accept that challenge, just know like. To have to have a game plan about moving forward, and that, that that you know obviously Rome wasn't built overnight, and and the new you won't be built overnight. So, um, it's it's in it's it's in routine, it's in something that that's uncomfortable or scares you, um, and and by doing that, your 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 mind and your body will acclimate to this new norm. Um, as it pertains to our experience, you know, we tell people 
you know, you're not, your, your, your progress is not going to be seen overnight. You know, nothing, nothing is, and nothing worth having is easy. And it's fun to see people at burn, you know, who, who used to wear winter coats and gloves and beanies and all that stuff, like literally wearing sports bras and, and, and tank tops and shorts to see how like their body's adjusting to this challenge, you know, to this, this challenge that they're overcoming each and every day. Um, so, so progress is a, is a marathon, right. Or, or, you know, yeah, I think that's what I want to say. <laughs> but in order to, in, in order to get to where you deserve to be, again, you have to, you have to admit what you're not and commit to the things that will get you to where, where, where you want to, where you want to go. And I, I think you'll like this quote I put on Facebook today as we're recording. Uh, it's obviously taken from Eminem's song, Lose Yourself. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to see everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or would you let it slip? I think that mm-hmm. emphasizes what you've just mentioned there. So right. my final question right. to you, or oh, do you want to add a point there and we're going to go to the last question? Oh, I love Eminem. So anything, anything that you quote with Eminem, I'm a big fan of. So <laughs> the guy's... Uh, from what I understand, they actually teach, uh, they, they, they reviews his lyrics at Harvard. I don't know whether this is a, uh, you know, sort of a myth or, or fact, but I, I heard that they actually, in some literature classes at Harvard university, um, they, they, they discuss his lyrics, which I think is, is fascinating because the guy is, a, is, is, is our, is our Bill Shakespeare of modern times. I definitely agree with that because uh, I was just li- watching, yeah. listening to that a few hours. I like ago. how I just called William Shakespeare Bill Shakespeare. Anyway, that's oh, what's the word you want to use? Um, not an abbreviation. Um, oh, a nickname, isn't it? For, it's just the abbreviation. Sure, yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, Billy Shake, Billy Shakes. Yeah. <laughs> And my last question to you, Jimmy, before we wrap up the episode, is mm-hmm. if you had to summarize what we've been speaking to, yeah, uh, if you if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Wow, that's a great question. Um, if I had to summarize this whole entire conversation into what I want people to to take away. Um, what would it be? Um, curiosity. Um, I think when we lose the ability to be curious, we lose what it means to be human. I think that it's, it's, an, it's the curiosity that drives us to seek more, to want to be better, to want to learn more, to want to understand the human condition a little, you know, a little bit more each and every day. Um, I think with podcasts, you know, the reason why you have guests are is to is to understand a little bit more about somebody else so you can understand a little bit more about yourself. So curiosity I think is a good term, or at least the term that really speaks to me, because it was that curiosity that allowed me to follow this thing that kept me up at night to the point where I had to make it I had to summon it into into reality. And it's when we stop becoming curious, I think we just have this settling mentality and we're, and we're just letting life happen to us versus us prompting things to happen in our lives. So short story long, once again, I would say curiosity because that's, that's the, that's what, you know, keeps, keeps me alive. 
um, keeps me, keeps me humble, keeps me feeling my best self because I, I want to strive to understand more and more about myself and other people each and every day. So once again, Jimmy, thanks again for coming on the mindset game podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, happy new year. Um, and, uh, you know, if you ever find yourself in New York city, please let me know. Um, we're, we're at the triple RN on Instagram, um, theburn.com on, uh, on the internet. And you can find me on Instagram at Jimmy T as in Thomas Martin, M A R T I N on Instagram. I'll definitely, I'll definitely look to, 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 to reach out if I'm ever in New York city, Jimmy, please, um, please do. I wish you and your family, um, how do you even put this? Uh, the warmest, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's easy to say the Christmas one, but not, not the new year's. Obviously every success in, uh, in 2019. And as always, it's, it's my pleasure having you on, on the show. Thank you, James. Sending you cool vibes uh, from New York City your way. And uh, best of luck to you and all your goals um, that you will accomplish next year. Thank you very much. Same to you. All right. Be well. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends. And do let Jimmy and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at Jimmy T. Martin and at James O. Roberts 11. And you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook. And again, do check out the world's first cool temperature fitness experience, Burn, at theburn.com. That is the B triple com. And again, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Make sure to check those out. The links will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipsim.com under the category fitness. So once again, thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next week for another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast.